Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Kulturama with Diva. Hello, Kulturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Kulturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Accessible Technology Solutions and Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. Now, I have a very special guest today. She's a very busy lady, but... I just had to track her down because she has a story to tell and she motivates me from time to time. You know, I see her around a lot and I'm speaking about none other than the beautiful Laura Legendary. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the program. (laughs) Thank you so much. What a lovely thing to say. Hello, everyone. Now, this program is called Inspirational Moments, Entrepreneurship slash Picture Business Idea, and a little bit of what do you do now? What do you do, meaning, you know, where I get career professionals like Laura to advise the young people of today's society because, you know, many of them, you know, find it hard to find a career path. After finding her purpose, she's here today helping people, contributing everything you can think of but we want to know more about laura legendary first so laura tell us who you are who are you well thank you again i appreciate the invitation to be on with you and to chat up your listeners about what's going on and my name is in fact Laura Legendary. To those of you who wonder, yes, that's really my last name. As I always say, I wasn't born with it. I married it. So Legendary is actually my married name, but it really is my name, as opposed to, you know, like a stage name or something like that. It's <laughs> it's really my last name, and people think it sounds like I'm, you know, I don't know, a movie star or something. Well, no, <laughs> not at all. I am a professional speaker. I'm an author. I'm an educator, and I'm an entrepreneur. And probably most people who have heard my name know me as either one of two things. I'm a longtime advocate 
for people with disabilities. I have an accessibility blog. I'm on Twitter. I'm very prolific on social media. And I'm also an entrepreneur in that I am the owner of a small business called Elegant Insights Braille Creations. And as you might have guessed from the name, Elegant Insights actually sells products that are specifically for people who read Braille or those who love them or those who just think Braille is super cool. I happen to be totally blind as the result of an eye an eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa, which many of you may be familiar with. You know that it is a congenital degenerative disease of the retina, which means I have lost my eyesight slowly over time. And it's been my experience and through a lifetime of observation and interacting with the sighted and non-sighted world that I have been driven to serve the community in any way I can. So what came first was my advocacy and blog, as well as being an educator for in-home healthcare professionals. And I would go around the country and I would speak to corporate community or caregiver agencies and organizations. And I would teach them about effective and respectful communication as it pertains to people with disabilities. So back in the olden days, the days of yore, they used to call it sensitivity training. Remember that phrase? Yeah, yes. nobody says that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I used to say it is, um, it's really all about respectful communication. And I used vision loss as the vehicle to describe best practices for interacting with people who have disabilities. So I've been around a long time. My blog yes. has been around since 2004. Elegant Insights was launched in 2011. And this year is our 10th anniversary of selling beautiful Braille jewelry and accessories. Laura, before we go any further, take us back to your childhood years in terms of what was it like you know in your childhood days um before growing up to be the successful entrepreneur motivational speaker all of those awesome things that you just that you just mentioned what was accessibility like back in those days well let's not say back in those days because that makes me sound very old and i can assure you i am not very old my apologies <laughs> You're let's just make that clear uh, but you know my story is probably not unlike many of the stories in your own audience I was actually born legally blind, so I never had 20-20 vision. I couldn't read anything other than large print. I was never able to drive a car. There were a lot of things I was unable to do because I had what was thought to be at that time severe myopia. In other words, I was so badly nearsighted, I was always legally blind. I was not correctable at all. And so it was quite a while. I was a teenager before I was finally diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. As it turns out, I had been misdiagnosed all those years. And growing up, it was really difficult for me because 
you know, I will say that during my childhood, it was, you know, really before the years of accommodation. And it was before the years of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And so the best anyone could ever really do for me was sit me in the front of the classroom and, you know, help me to peer at the chalkboard when necessary to walk up close to it and stick my nose up to the board or a TV screen or what have you. And um, large print text was made available to me when possible. And it was tough. You know, I was bullied as a kid, like I'm sure many young people are in your audience and uh, or maybe they have children who are being bullied because of a disability i was a very precocious child which didn't help matters you know when you're a child all you want is to blend in all you want is to not be singled out and i was singled out not only for my vision loss but I communicated pretty much the way I do now, even when I was a small child. So I was considered precocious and therefore strange. And children you know, don't take to little ones who are different. And I was very different and it was tough. It was really tough growing up. And I would say I was also a late bloomer and a bit of an ugly duckling, as you know, those of you who may be familiar with the fable, I was an ugly yes. duckling. And it was, it was a while before I turned into a swan, but I did eventually. And I, I majored in music in college. I was a vocal performance major and I minored in theater. So my dream was to, in some form or fashion, be in the music business or be in musical theater or maybe be a recording artist. I had big dreams of doing music for a living. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, my RP caught up with me while I was in college, and I lost my ability to read sheet music. Yes. And one of the things that is really important as a music major is that you have to be able to what is called sight read. In other words, they put a script in front of you, they put a piece of sheet music in front of you, and you have to be able to play it or read it cold without having seen it previously. And that's difficult to do when you can't see. <laughs> you, right. can't, you can't act out a scene as a character in a play, for example, if you've got the script right up to your nose to try to read it. And so I was not able to pursue the music career or the acting career of my dreams. And so, you know, I, I've had a difficult time. Dreams not realized and achievements not reached and... I will say, though, that even though that all sounds kind of sad and, and maybe negative, mm -hmm. the good news is that I was extremely fortunate to have parents that were incredibly supportive and who saw to it that I received the best education they could provide me. We did a lot of traveling. My parents saw to it that I was taught to make things, to fix things, to be self-sufficient, to be awesome. forceful, and all of those skills and abilities came to hold me in good stead as an adult. Awesome. Now that technology has improved, no, I mean, would you go back and finish up music? You know, 
What happened is life is funny, right? Life can throw you a curveball, but <laughs> you have to make a choice about what you want to do. You need to know yourself and know your strengths. You need yes. to play to your strengths to emphasize those strengths. And for some years I worked in the computer industry. I mm -hmm. worked as a computer consultant. I worked in the retail environment for a while. I was in retail management for some years. Then I started my own business. I, I burned out on, on working for someone else and I decided to start my own consulting company, which I did. And I was a private computer consultant for some years. And then I lost so much of my eyesight that I really wasn't able to even do that job particularly well. It was it was difficult to sell myself as an authority on the subject of computers and software and hardware when people were curious as to how I accomplished anything. How mm -hmm. do I get to where I need to go? How could what do I have to teach them would be the attitude I found myself coming up against. You're blind. What do you have to teach me? Right. And that was really that was really tough, a bitter pill to swallow at some point. Of course. Nobody wants to feel as though they are less than. Right. So I found a way to channel my music career as well as my love of teaching and communicating and advocating. And I turned it into a speaking career. And I was fortunate to have found an employer, or I guess you would say a, a business partner who believed in my skills and abilities. And I spent some years teaching in-home healthcare providers about the best way to care for people with disabilities who were in their care. So for those of you who may know a caregiver, we call them a caregiver in the US. In the UK, they're referred to as carers. Sometimes they're called in-home healthcare providers or independent home care providers, but they're healthcare workers that come to your house and provide home care services, whether that's lighthouse keeping or dressing and bathing, cooking and companionship, those sorts of things. And caregivers are required in the United States to take a certain number of hours of continuing education in order to maintain their certification. So my job was to teach in-home healthcare providers about how to best interact with their clients who had vision loss or other disabilities. So that blended in with my professional speaking career of talking to corporate offices and governmental agencies. And that was sort of a creative outlet for me. It, it was still performing in a way. It got me in front of audiences. It gave me a chance to communicate something about which I felt incredibly passionate. And I was providing an education and I was living the experience about which I spoke. I couldn't very well convince an audience that people with disabilities can be just as accomplished as yes. their non-disabled counterparts if yes. I myself wasn't living a full life. So I really felt tremendously gratified by the opportunity to speak in front of other people and to provide them with the education that I felt was so important so that the next person that they interacted with, whether they were blind or had some other disability, would be treated with respect and dignity 
And that's really what advocacy is all about for me. Of course. So just a reminder, folks, that I'm speaking with the beautiful Laura Legendary. And this program is brought to you by Accessible Technology Solutions and Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD. Hello, my name is Saddam Ahmed, and I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Accessible Technology Solutions Enterprises. At Accessible Technology Solutions, we offer highly customized training for all your adaptive technology needs, whether it be JAWS for Windows, for someone who's recently gone blind, whether it's learning your Mac, or harnessing the amazing potential of your iPhone using adaptive technology like VoiceOver. For more information, please visit us on the website, www.accessibletechnologysolutions.com. I'm Saddam underscore Ahmed11 on Twitter at Accessible Technology Solutions Enterprise on Facebook or email us sadam at sadamahmed.com. Accessible Technology Solutions. Your problems, our solutions. So, Laura, I could listen to you all day. Tell the people what is it like to speak in front of these audience. Many times I can tell you to answer your question directly. I had many people in in various audiences tell me I was the first blind person they'd ever seen or ever met. They had no idea a blind person could even dress themselves or feed themselves. Apparently sighted people think we all sit around in a dark room all day and pray for sight. (laughs) And we all know that's not true. We're productive, accomplished people and we achieve great things and we're natural problem solvers. And, you know, I could go on and on about our community, but, you know, we know what our strengths are, but the non-disabled community has no earthly idea. So boy, did I blow their mind. And in many cases, the audience were so appreciative. They had no idea some of the things I told them about, about what we could do, what we're capable of. And I'd say that 99.99% of all of my experiences speaking in public were not just good, but fabulous. What keeps you motivated? Probably what keeps me motivated is the realization that I am one of the lucky ones. I was fortunate to have been brought up in a middle-class home with two parents who, as I said before, were supportive and wanted to make sure I had Well, you know, my parents couldn't provide me the best of everything, but they taught me how to reach for more, how to reach for better access, how to advocate for myself, how to be a critical thinker, how to be thoughtful and resourceful and to be self-sufficient. They, they armed me with so many skills and abilities and 
I consider myself so much more fortunate than some of the people I hear from whose parents have neglected them, who have given up on them, who believe that, oh, their child is disabled and they'll never amount to anything. You know, my high school guidance counselor told me I may as well not bother applying to a four-year university because I'd never amount to anything. Well, guess what? <laughs> after, I, after I departed from my four-year university of choice and went on to my career, I think she would be hard-pressed at this point to assess my station in life as having been not achieving much of anything. Uh, I think I've, I've done pretty well. Um, there's certainly much more to achieve, but I consider myself so fortunate and I recognize that not everyone is in the same place. Not everyone has had the same resources and advantages. And I want to, and have always wanted to make myself available to, to anyone for encouragement or support, whether it's my blog, whether it's my public speaking or my yes. own podcasts and we're getting and, to that so we're getting the education to that. that i provide so yeah that's that's really what motivates me i want everyone to live life on their own terms with autonomy and dignity and right. you can only do that if you have an example to follow if you've seen it done you want to follow the people who have done what you want to do, who have achieved what you want to achieve. And so if there's any way I can be a small part of someone else's journey to success, that is what motivates me. No, again, you have your business called Elegant Insights Brain Creations. What led you to this amazing business going on for 10 years strong? Well, I have to be honest and tell you, this is not a happy story. This is not an uplifting story. And it is one example of a time in my life when things were not going so well. And Elegant Insights was started as the result of, of a gift I received when I was struggling to cope with the death of my husband. I waited to get married to be a little, I was a little, a little, a little older. I waited for the right person and I found him. And sadly, my husband passed away less than six months after we married. And it was very difficult for me. I was having a, a very difficult time coping with his death, which was sudden, it was unexpected. And I was traumatized by it. And I was not moving forward, as you can imagine. I was, I was inconsolable. I was grieving. I, you know, you hear about the five stages of grief or the seven stages of grief or whatever it is. Well, there's a thousand stages of grief and I experienced them all at once. And I frankly became someone I didn't recognize. I was not moving forward. I really just didn't want to go on. I was angry. I was resentful. I felt cheated because I had just gotten married and I finally found the right person. I'd just gotten married and he was taken away from me. And I was lashing out at people. I was hateful and horrible and, and angry. 
And my family insisted that I attend grief counseling sessions as a way to find coping mechanisms for my grief. And I didn't want to go and I was kind of dragged kicking and screaming into these grief counseling sessions. But I went because my family was very worried about me and understandably so. And I attended this session, which lasted a couple of months, at the end of which I was given a little gift. It was a little graduation ceremony and we had candles and we talked about our loved ones and it was very sweet and wonderful. And someone handed me a little present that she pressed into the palm of my hand. And I opened my hand and, and I said, oh, thank you, what's this? And she said, well, touch it. And I felt it and it was a little worry stone. And for your audience who has no idea what that means, a worry stone is literally a little rock or it could be a little talisman, a, a lucky charm. It could be a, a little, well, these days they'd call it a fidget piece, something that you could touch and carry with you, hold on to, something that would be a little touchstone, something that would keep you centered and focused. And as I was looking at the little stone in my hand, she said, it's, in, it's engraved with the word survivor. And I thought, oh, well, that's, that's really sweet. I, I guess I am a survivor, right? Um, I just went through this grief counseling session and you know, I've been through a tough time in my life and hopefully I have the tools to carry on and I guess that makes me a survivor. And she says, now, now flip it over, turn the stone over in your hand. And I turned it over and to my surprise, the word survivor was written on the other side of the little stone in Braille. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, wow, that is the most thoughtful, considerate, wonderful thing to do. Realizing that I wouldn't be able to read the word survivor engraved or etched into the stone in alpha letter characters because I'm blind. Somebody took the time to emboss the word survivor on the other side of this little stone in Braille just for me. And I was so overcome with emotion over the thought of somebody doing such a sweet, considerate little thing for me so that I could get just as much out of the little gift as everybody else in the room. I was turning the stone over and over in my hand and running my fingertips across the word survivor and trying to maintain my composure. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if there's a way I could drill a little hole into this stone, slip a chain through it and wear it around my neck as a necklace, something that I could keep close to my heart all the time to remember I'm a survivor. And then all of a sudden, in a single flash of inspiration, the entire concept of elegant insights came to me all at once, like a bolt of lightning. I could not get home fast enough. I raced for my computer. I had the name of the business in my head. I yes. knew the products I wanted to sell. Yes. I came up with the idea of Braille jewelry. I named my first product, of course, the Survivor Necklace. I had a business plan, a marketing plan. I knew what I wanted to do. And that's how Elegant Insights Braille Creation was. Right. 
I met Laura at this Let's Go Shopping event last year. And one of the things that jumped out at me was your business cards, your exec business cards. Tell us about those. I purchased an engraving machine for the business, and we now offer engraving as well as Braille. I was getting a lot of questions about our products and whether or not they were Braille only or whether or not we could do alpha letter characters. So let's say, for example, you want to buy gifts for your daughters, one mm -hmm. of whom is a Braille reader and one of whom isn't. Maybe she mm -hmm. reads print, even if it's large print. I always said, no, no, Braille is our thing. We just do Braille. But I've received enough requests now where I thought, well, Maybe I can find a way to make this work. So we purchased an engraving machine and now we do both. So our business cards and our business card cases are just a couple of the products on which we can either braille emboss or engrave. And the engraved business cards are super cool. They're actually metal business cards. They're very thin. When you think of metal, you think of something hard, but these are yes. very, very, very thin. Think of like a, like an aluminum can. They're very thin and flexible. They're actually, you know what? It reminds me of the flexibility of a playing card. That's how right. thin they are, but they're actually made of metal and we can engrave onto the business cards. So if you're a small business owner and you want to add some flash and some bling to your business cards, let's say you, maybe you're an artist or a craftsperson. Our business cards come in some really pretty colors like petal pink or red, green, blue, gold, black, silver, and all of the cards can be engraved with your business details and they look fantastic. Finally, Laura, what would be your final piece of advice to those persons with or without disabilities? Never take no for an answer. I just want to say thank you to all of you who have heard about my products and services and who have been customers, even those of you who've made inquiries. I mm -hmm. really appreciate your generosity. You. You know, everyone is so wonderful to me. People have written me testimonials that you can read on the website. People have been so complimentary of all of my efforts to build a community. And I'm just so grateful. So thank you for having me and for letting me talk to your audience. And of course, I want to wish everyone a happy, wonderful spring and may you all stay safe and healthy. So with that being said, folks, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you next week, Sunday. Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sydney Sizer is here to help you meet your all your recording needs. Call or WhatsApp 876-281-2801. Or you can email me at sidnesizer at gmail.com or sidnesizer at outlook.com. Or you can Skype me using Sidnesizer as my Skype name. Sidnesizer. We can talk. Sidnesizer, where we love to make good things happen.